0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Bull Take Scouting Podcast. Today we're going to be revealing our current wide receiver rankings for the 2022 NFL Draft Class. Obviously these aren't final in any way, it's only December and there's a long time until the draft rolls around in April, but we've analyzed the tape of what's considered to be the top six receivers in this upcoming draft and we've put together our respective rankings. So Alex, if you'd like to reveal those, we've made a graphic. For those of you watching, uh, you can see this right now, and we'll also read it out for those of you who are listening on some of our
1: other platforms. And here we go. Here's our rankings of the top six. And, you know, just a disclaimer, um, these are the only six wide receivers that we've really watched so far. Um, so you know, in the end, there might be some guys uh, ahead of a few of these uh players on this list right now, but you know, we we want to get some. Some draft content started, and we we thought that ranking the top six consensus guys would be a, a great way to kick off the 2022 draft season. So really quickly, I'll just read through mine. I have Traylon Burks first, Jameson Williams second. Uh, I have Jahan Dotson third and Drake London fourth. They're pretty much 3A, 3B for me right now, still early on in the process for me to uh, put one ahead of the other. Garrett Wilson at five and Chris Olave at six.
0: And I have the same rankings
1: except with
0: London at three and Dotson at four. And if you're watching and you see the the numbers next to each name, those are our current grades on each player. And the way our grading scale works is that a 1.3 is an early first round grade, whereas a 1.9 is a late first round grade. A 2.2, as you see Alex has on Olave, is an early second round grade. And so that's how those numbers can be understood. And so let's get right into it. Alex, we both have Traylon Burks from Arkansas as our wide receiver one. He's already declared for the draft and opted out of his bowl game. So what do you see in Burks that, that makes has made him your wide receiver one? And I'll even add on that note, he was already our wide receiver one heading into the season as we were watching all these receivers' tape of the previous years.
1: Yeah, I mean, both of us really loved Burks when we watched him uh, last offseason, and you know, he just really has everything uh, you are looking for in a, a number one wide receiver. He's extremely physical, great at contested catches. He's big. He's 6'3", 225, I think, uh, right around there. Um, and he breaks a lot of tackles. He's dangerous after the catch. He's a good route runner. I mean, you know, if you list off pretty much anything you want to see in a receiver, I mean, he's got that. He doesn't have like a, a blazing four two four three speed, but I mean, with all the other – uh, assets and skills that he has. He doesn't need it.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I saw Lance Zerline, NFL draft analyst at NFL Network, tweet, Good luck finding weaknesses in Trelon Burks's film. You'll have to take out a magnifying glass or something along those lines. And I couldn't agree any more with that because as I was writing up his scouting report, which you'll be able to find pretty soon on our Instagram, I was, I really wasn't sure what to put in the weaknesses section and there wasn't really anything concrete. There were a couple notes like how he didn't play much on the perimeter and was primarily in the slot and in the NFL, maybe a team's going to envision him as primarily a perimeter wide receiver given his his size and ability to win contested catches. But as you said, he really just checks every box. He's a big physical wide receiver who can dominate at the catch point, but he's also a good route runner with plenty of quickness to be able to uncover with crisp, deceptive routes. He can work the middle of the field. He can threaten deep. He's had so many big plays this season, be it either by getting separation downfield or by taking a pass to the house because he's that good after the catch. And Traylon Burks can really do everything. You can line him up anywhere in the formation, and he can run any route in the route tree, and he can make an impact on every level of the football field. So for me, it, this is a really talented wide receiver class, but Traylon Burks is, is really my guy at the top.
1: Yeah, I mean, totally. And uh, he, I think why some people don't necessarily have him as high as we do um he he's been in a run first offense at, at Arkansas. I mean, he hasn't been in, you know, an Alabama offense where they're passing the ball all around to all the wide receivers. He he really is the best player on that offense by far in my opinion. So I mean, he's getting uh the most the most looks from defensive coordinators in comparison to the rest of that offense and you know, if you watch some of that tape, they do run the ball quite a bit. Um, and I know you're going to mention it in your scouting report, but he did have a a few games this season where he really wasn't on the stat page at all. And You know, from what I saw at least, it looked like the the offense as a whole just was not clicking. Um, And, you know, obviously as a wide receiver, you have to rely on your quarterback uh, and pretty much the rest of your offense to at least be playing at a, a, a decent level in order for your production to be there as well. I agree.
0: And if there are any concerns about his ability to perform against the best teams, just turn on that Alabama tape from this year because he's going up against one of the best defenses in college football and just torching them. So it's clear for us that that Burks can really be a pro ball level receiver at the next level. I think of him as an even more athletic version of AJ Brown, actually. And now let's turn to our number two wide receiver. We both have Jamison Williams from Alabama he actually spent the first couple of years of his college career at Ohio State and transferred to Alabama, which is which is kind of crazy if you think about it. He left Ohio State because the wide receiver room was too crowded. And where does he go? Alabama, which has produced four first-round picks at wide receiver in the last two seasons. But all signs are pointing to him being the next one going in the first round from Bama, and I would totally agree with that. I have a mid-first-round grade on him. And for, for me, the first thing you notice with Jameson Williams is speed. His speed is absolutely lethal. You can take the top off of defense at the, at the slightest bit of acceleration. And he's, he's not one of those guys that's only speed. Like I, I really had a concerns about Henry Ruggs coming out of Alabama because I thought that he was really just a straight line guy. He wasn't a good route runner. I think Jameson Williams is a good route runner. I think he knows how to use his quickness and his speed to his advantage to set up defensive backs. My one reservation on him, which puts him behind Traylon Burks, in my opinion, is that I, I'm not certain about how he'll adjust to NFL physicality. I think he has a really thin frame that lacks some strength and that, that's my primary concern, but not enough for me to, to be low on him. I really think Williams is a dangerous weapon who, who will shine at the next level.
1: Yeah. I, I turned on the Jamison Williams Williams tape and I just thought to myself, man, another really, really fast Alabama wide receiver. They, they seem to love those guys. I mean, like you said, his speed jumped off the jumped off the screen from the start, extremely fast. Uh, He he uses his speed to his advantage when he's getting open. Uh, I I think he's a, he's a good route runner, but I mean, his speed is obviously better than, than his routes. And um, he really burns uh, many corners um, when he's running down the field. He's a great deep threat. Um, And I I, I mean, (laughs) it's been crazy how good that Alabama uh, wide receiver room has been. Um, And it's, you know you might be able to argue that John Mechie might have been another first round pick if it wasn't for his injury as well so that's just very impressive from Alabama
0: yeah and as you said Williams is is probably better in terms of speed than route running even though he's is a good route runner and i think that that gives him even more potential is that he's a good route runner but you can definitely make him even better he can get even better in that area and if he ever becomes the type of player that's an elite route runner to and pairing that with that speed the sky's the limit for Jameson Williams in terms of NFL potential, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. And I, I think something to keep in mind with him too, is he has a limited amount of experience. He, he played very sparingly at Ohio state. Um, you know, they, they had a stacked wide receiver room. And I, th- I think the best one in that room might uh, be Jackson and Jigga Smith, uh, who's going to come on next year. And psh, I mean, his tape is crazy, but we're talking about the 2022 class right now. Um, so, you know, this was really his one year that he put on a bunch of tape. So that could be an upside for some people say, oh, look, he has limited experience Look what he's doing with that. That may maybe a downside for people of, you know, he's only performed for one season.
0: I agree, and now we can move on to. I'm going to go ahead and first talk about my number three receiver, who's your number four receiver, Drake London from USC. And London is really the the one of the kind receiver in this draft class, in that he is by far the biggest, most physical, most dominant at the catch point. He has incredible ability to go up and get it. He turns, I wrote in my scouting report, which you'll also be finding in the next few weeks, that he turns 50-50 balls into 80-20 balls in his favor. He's got great leaping ability, great focus, great uh, ability to adjust the throw, and just an alpha mentality that I think really characterizes his game. But he's not just a jump ball guy. I think that you got to be wary of of guys who come out of college with that profile but uh, London actually is a, a pretty quick player. He's got he flashes good route running. I think that he can still gain consistency in that area, but especially working the middle of the field. You see him be able to have a crafty release, set up the defensive back and get open across the middle of the field catch through contact. I think that he can really Threaten the boundary and especially the red zone with his contested catch ability. And he can still uncover in the intermediate portion of the field to be able to get open and move the chains. So I think London is, is a really intriguing prospect because of just how, how much of an alpha aggressive wide receiver he is after the catch he is Really physical, really dominant. He can plow through guys, has good vision, even some shiftiness to him to get yards after the catch. So I really like Drake London. I have 1.5, so mid first round grade on him. And it's unfortunate that he he had a fractured ankle uh, suffered in October that knocked him out the rest of the season. But I think that could allow NFL teams to get a real value on him. We're seeing him... Uh, being rated as a as a late first rounder in a lot of mock drafts, but I th- I think he's better than that. I think London is, is a top three receiver in this draft class and, and really potentially a future pro bowler.
1: Yeah, I'm a little bit lower on Drake London uh than you are with a 1.7. But I mean in the grand scheme of things, that's you know, maybe one more thing that I see a, a negative or make a little bit bigger of a deal about. And obviously his his size jumped off the screen when I was watching it. He's six five. 210. Um, to me, his his frame looked a little bit thin just because of how tall he is. And my one, my one concern is maybe I'd want him to put on a little bit of weight um, going to the NFL level just because you're going to see bigger hits in the NFL. And he is a little bit thin because of how tall he is. And I'm just a little bit concerned of how that will affect him and his speed because he was impressive in how quick he was for how big – uh, of a is you normally see some of the bigger wide receivers maybe they're not as shifty uh, a little bit more stiff and he he was definitely more shifty than I expected um, he flashed a little bit more speed than I expected so I, I was definitely surprised um, with how well he moved and like you said his physicality uh, his aggression at the catch point very impressive um, for me it's just a little bit um, about the the frame um, being a little bit thin and wondering if you know putting on ten ish or so pounds will affect his speed and his quickness uh, at the next level
0: yeah and and to make a note on on London he's really not an elite separator he unlike some of the other receivers in this class you're not going to see him being blazing in the open field and getting open vertically with several yards of separation created because that's just not his game and I, I think that's okay because I definitely think he's good enough in the in the terms of athleticism and route running to be able to to get open and not only be a jump ball guy but yeah he's not going to be a guy who's going to burn cornerbacks downfield and that's I, I feel like that's something you know when you're drafting him and because you're getting such a physically dominant receiver who's also very reliable on to move the chains
1: yeah and I think th- that's a little bit of my hesitation with him too is we've seen so many guys come into the NFL that you know their their number one skill is being a jump ball receiver and for whatever reason, that just doesn't translate to uh, NFL success necessarily. So that's that was definitely in the back of my mind when watching and grading. Like, ooh, like he is good at other things, but jump ball is his best skill. And you know that there's always a little bit of hesitation there uh, with the the track record of jump ball receivers in the past.
0: For me, I think recent history has actually cleared up that concern a bit for me because Michael Pittman and T. Higgins who came out in the same draft class were guys that I was kind of hesitant on for that reason. in that, that they could create some separation, but not really that much. And they were primarily jump ball guys, but they've had really good starts to their NFL career. And to me, London is even more dominant at the catch point than they are. And I think that he, he's, he's better at creating separation and getting open than they are. So, I expect him to be able to thrive in the NFL. And I I am reassured by seeing guys like Higgins and Pittman come out with those similar profiles, albeit to a lesser degree, and having success early in their NFL careers.
1: Yeah, and I think now we can move on to my uh third ranked receiver near fourth, uh Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver for Penn State. And you know, you, you couldn't talk about two more different receivers. Yeah. Uh, London standing at six five and Dotson standing at five eleven. Um, but Dotson, similar to Jameson Williams, his speed kind of jumps off the, the screen when you watch him.
0: Yeah, I think Dotson's a really fast receiver. He's a really good route runner as well. And I, I, I see him consistently be uncovering getting lots of separation against defensive backs because of that speed and route running combination. They go hand in hand really well. He's also a really intelligent player. He finds the soft spots and the coverage really well. And my primary concern for Dotson is his lack of size. He's limited in terms of his profile because he's just not a guy who's going to be getting contested catch uh, balls. He's not, he's not a jump ball guy in any way. And I think he does get slowed by, by uh, route contact a little bit. And you'll be hearing the same weakness for the two Ohio State receivers. But what pushes Dotson ahead of them for me is is two things one I think he has a much larger catch radius I was really impressed by even though he's not the biggest guy he really it has explosive athletic ability to be able to leap and adjust to the ball so I think that that makes it that makes it better for him given that he isn't a jump ball guy that when the ball is thrown off target he can still adjust really well and the other thing is that I think Dotson will be considered Far, he'd be in much higher regard in the NFL draft community if he got to play at Ohio State or at Alabama, because I think he was severely hindered by the poor quarterback play. There were so many times where I was watching his tape where he was wide open for a touchdown and a quarterback missed him. Mm-hmm. And there, a lot of his 100-yard games could have genuinely been 200-yard games with accurate quarterbacks. He's just really good at getting open. And, you know, he might not be the biggest guy. He might not be able to thrive in jump ball situations. But I'm still going to go ahead and put a 1.6 on him because I think that he's so good at getting open with his speed and route running.
1: Yeah, for me, you know, obviously, like we said, his speed um, and his athleticism really, really was uh, impressive to me. Uh, I think he has a great ability to really stop on a dime, uh, change his direction. Um, and like you said, his acceleration is really impressive. Um, and the the poor quarterback play definitely hindered him um, at Penn State, but he he showed a great ability to adjust to poorly thrown balls um, and get under the ball. Um, he's definitely a true deep threat, and he could really put on the burners when running down the field and you know outrun cornerbacks and safeties. Um, the The physicality side was was the, my main concern um I kind of noticed that he struggled breaking tackles he can make guys miss but you know if you get a guy getting his arm around him he's probably going to go down and that just kind of has to do with his size um and you know that's just something you're going to have to live with if you draft him I still think he's a very good receiver because of you know his speed his ability to get himself open um and create separation uh with defensive backs yeah. And now let's move on to our number
0: five receiver, who I think is really similar to Dotson. It's Garrett Wilson from Ohio state and his, his best attributes are the same. He's a really quick, sudden route runner who who knows how to set up a defensive back by using his athletic traits to f- form really crisp deceptive routes and get open in that way. And, and, and that's really what he does best. He kind of has the same weaknesses as Dotson where he struggles a bit with physicality. I, I'm, I have concerns about him getting rerouted in the NFL, and he's not really a jump ball guy. I've seen him succeed in some contested catch situations, but he really doesn't get put in those situations much, and I think that that'll that never be a big part of his game. And for, for me, in comparison to Dawson, I think he's, he's not quite as fast, and his catch rate is, isn't quite as large, which is why I have him lower at a 1.8, but I still think that he can be a really good wide receiver in the NFL who is consistently getting open and making an impact.
1: Yeah, totally. I, I think uh, in regards to both these two Ohio State wide receivers, I, I think they would most excel probably in the slot. Um, I think that fits their skill set the best, and they're not that true alpha uh, receiver like we were talking about with Drake London, where they're not going to be super physical, not going to be able to go up and snag the ball out of the air. Um, but again, similar to Dotson, Wilson is is fast, not as fast as Dotson, and like you said, that is why I have him uh, below. Dutson, but he is quick. He's a good route runner. He knows how to create separation. Um, again, like I just said, it's the physicality, uh, the inability to break a lot of tackles. Um, but, you know, he's he's another shifty receiver that can make would be tacklers miss. Um, and I, I think, you know, he's my last first round, uh, my last wide receiver with a first round grade right with a 1.9. So He kind of rounds out the first-round grades for me and another really impressive wide receiver class. Yeah,
0: and our our next guy is his teammate at Ohio State, Chris Olave. It was a pretty big surprise when he announced that he would be returning for this season. The general feeling was that he would declare for the 2021 NFL draft and go in that day two range, maybe sneak into round one, but I don't think that was going to happen. He was probably going to be an early second round uh pick and I think that's where he should be that that's the grade I have on him and you have the, a very similar grade as well I have a 2.0 you have a 2.2 I think the concerns that I have for Dawson and Wilson are even bigger for Alave and his redeeming qualities aren't as great as theirs I think that he's he's a quick fast guy but he's not quite as quick or quite as fast as Dodson or Wilson. I think he's the thinnest of, of them, of this group of three. I, I think he he struggles the most against physicality. And I, I really am concerned at how he will go up against NFL cornerbacks. I think that they really will be able to squeeze him off his routes and reroute him. Um, I also just found him to be a, a difficult evaluation in that sometimes he showed the, the the quickness to make his routes really crisp, but sometimes they seemed rounded and he seemed more like a, like a fluid mover than an explosive mover. And so I I can't really tell if that's a a note on his athletic profile or if it's just inconsistencies in his route running. And either way, I don't think that's great. You you definitely want a a smaller receiver who's not going to be in contested catch situations and isn't very physical to be able to have top-end athletic traits to to make great cuts and great uh, explosiveness in and out of his breaks. And, and on the other hand, you don't, want, you don't want to see a wide receiver who does have those traits only showing them sometimes. So I think Alave is a little bit of an enigma to me, but definitely behind this group of five because I think he's really going to struggle against NFL physicality. That being said, I still do have an early second round right on him. I still think he's a good route runner overall, really reliable with great hands, and I think he can be a, a solid number two option in the NFL. But I, I don't really see a first-round talent like some people do.
1: Yeah, I have that same uh, phrase in my notes that some of his routes can be rounded. And like you said, that is a bit of a concern with a receiver that's not the fastest guy in the world and not a great physical specimen, where it gives me a little bit of hesitation in his ability to get create separation um, at the NFL level when there's going to be cornerbacks that are going to be super physical with you get their hands on you. And they're also going to have, you know, very similar speed. So. He at times he can lack that, you know, stop on a dime cut or, you know, make a make a cornerback stop in his tracks um, because he he made such a quick cut. Uh, So those rounded routes, a big a big issue for me because he doesn't have any other uh, super, super high athletic um, traits like uh, Dotson and Wilson do. Um, But like you said, he's still a very good receiver with a high second round grade on him definitely have uh, confidence in him being successful at the NFL level. like I said with Wilson I think he could be a very good slot receiver. Uh, I think he runs routes across the middle very well um, and he's also a good deep threat um, and he he definitely puts he definitely uh, puts a lot of highlight plays on tape where you know he finds his way behind the defense gets himself wide open and like you said he's got great hands, he's super reliable um, and something I noticed too, especially watching the tape with C.J. Stroud this year, he, he was always there for the quarterback. When the play broke down, he was always very aware of what was going on. He would uh, pretty much mirror the quarterback if if Stroud was willing out to his left getting chased. He would kind of shadow him, follow him along, and he was always there to dump the ball off too uh, if Stroud needed to to avoid a sack. So that's a, that's a super important quality uh, in a wide receiver, in my opinion, especially a guy in the slot that maybe – isn't going to be that uh, super physical guy that's going to beat cornerbacks like that. So having someone that's a super reliable option and definitely really smart uh, is, a, is a huge plus um, for him. And like you said, uh, everyone thought he was going to declare last year. And I think this is pretty much the grade I would have given him. The interesting thing for me with both Wilson and Olave, when I went through uh, the 2021 tape and I compared my notes, very similar. Uh, I, and, you know, that's that's a, a good thing and a bad thing. It shows that they didn't decline at all. Well, in the areas that they um, that they kind of struggled with some of their negatives, they didn't really change those at all. So you I'm I'm thinking with both Wilson and Olave, you know exactly what you're going to get and the way they play in college is going to be the way they play in the NFL. I agree. I I think that there wasn't
0: really much room for improvement, which is why I thought it was really weird that Olave went back to school because he already showed that he can be a good route runner, that he can be a deep threat, but he was never going to improve on the primary concern that he isn't the biggest, strongest guy, isn't a guy that you're consistently putting in jump ball situations. But as you said, I still, I think that Olave will, will still be a good receiver in the NFL. I think that both of them can look to get stronger. That's really the, the primary area of improvement, but I, I don't think that they have as much development ahead of them as, say, Jamison Williams, who I think is just scratching the surface of where he can be, and that's why, towards the top, I've got guys like Burks, Williams, and London because I think, I think they have some really special traits, and they, they can dominate the game even at the NFL level. And that's something I don't really see Wilson and Olave's profile as being quite of that level. But as a whole, I think this is another really good NFL draft class at the wide receiver position. And we haven't even scouted beyond this top six yet. I I haven't formally scouted David Bell, the wide receiver from Purdue, but I've seen bits and pieces of him. Watched one of his games in person when he came to when he came to visit our school, UConn, and they absolutely steamrolled us but uh, I was impressed by him and he could definitely be cracking the top six for me. So it seems like every year we're getting a great draft class of the wide receiver position. And it, I, I love seeing it and it makes, it makes ranking them really fun because I think we've got literally a, a small handful of future pro ballers coming out of this class. And we already thought the last two were really good.
1: Yeah. And I think another interesting thing too, is we have, You know, both uh, John Mechie and George Pickens, and we're not sure if they're going to declare because of their previous injuries. But I mean, if if those two guys were healthy, they'd also be in contention for the top six wide receivers. So, I mean, this is really the third year now where the, the wide receiver class seems very, very talented. Yeah, and throwing out another name, we we both really like Romeo Dubs,
0: the wide receiver from Nevada, and he could end up with a a, a top fifty selection to his name, and certainly that the equivalent of that grade from us. So it's definitely exciting, and I, I hope you guys have enjoyed our preliminary ranking, grading, and discussion of these wide receiver uh, prospects. And as we've said, it's a it's a really great class, and I, I'm going to be really interested to see how the NFL ends up ranking them in terms of where they go in the NFL draft, because I think that everyone is really going to have a different ranking of these guys because they they all bring different things and everyone's watching the same tape, but people value different traits at the position. And there's definitely going to be a lot of variance on across wide receiver draft boards in the NFL.
1: Yeah, totally. And, you know, just, just something to point out. um, Obviously all these rankings can change, they're just like Costa said. Preliminary. Uh, we we went through everybody's tape uh, pretty much once for the most part. A few guys we scouted last off season. Um, so some of these grades can change. Uh, I'm gonna say the one thing that I don't think is gonna change is I, I think Trey, Traylon Burks is probably gonna stay at the top. I think after after pretty much two seasons of of his tape, I think we've been pretty confident that he's gonna be a wide receiver one, and I, I'd argue that that probably won't change, but. Maybe other than that, we might see some shuffling around.
0: Yeah, I, actually, I feel pretty confident in my rankings. I don't, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna change too much. But yeah, as you said, they're preliminary and definitely stay tuned for the, the scouting reports that are gonna come out on these guys. I've already written up Burks, London, and Dodson, actually, and we'll be having Williams, Wilson, or Lave written up when their seasons are over. And uh, so make sure to check those out. And thank you for watching. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Yeah, and we'll be back with another episode next week.